Right, hello. Uh, this is uh, the first podcast, episode one um, of Goldmouth Scramble. Thought I'd start it uh, to be just in time for the for the World Cup, and as you all know, um, you know what better way to start than um, than by looking at uh, England's potential World Cup squad. It gets picked out tomorrow. Um, so basically, what I wanted to do for the first podcast, um, it's just on my own at the moment. Um, we just sort of, you know, go through the potential squad, people who who will be in, people who may be going. Um, so it's sort of a, 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 my opinion as well as prediction on, on who I think uh, uh, Gareth will put in the squad. Um, so that's what I, what I'll do is I'll go through it, pros and cons for everyone, um, pick my squad, um, and then what, what I think the final squad will be, and then I'll go through what I think uh, I think Gareth's starting eleven will be for the for the game against Tunisia. Um, I don't necessarily agree with uh, with every single one of these picks, but as I say, I'm trying to think, put myself in uh, in Southgate's shoes at the same time. Uh, so the best way to start off, I'd say, uh, is from the top. So goalkeepers, um, as a massive, massive discussion in the press, um, as, as you all know, I'm sure, about the goalkeepers. I think the two that are, that are nailed on um, are Pickford and Butland, um, and then the other two that, that are potentially going to Hart and, uh, and Nick Pope of Burnley as well. Um, so Pickford and Butland, for me, definitely going. Pickford's had a, had a fantastic season for Everton. Um, obviously, they started off pretty slowly, um, you know, under, under Ronald Koeman, but then... Uh, you know, David Unsworth did his bit, um, and then Big Sam took over, uh, and they've uh, they've ended up finishing the season fairly strongly. Obviously, a lot of unrest there, but Jordan Pickford's definitely been their star man. Um, Jack Butland at Stoke as well. Obviously, they got relegated, but he really is a, a real talent between the sticks um, for Stoke and England, and I, I can't see um, him playing playing in the Championship next season. I really think um, it will be it will be him. He'll, he'll, he'll either go to sort of middling. English club, you know, a, a West Ham, somebody like that, um, or somebody like Arsenal will come in for him. I do think Arsenal are really looking looking at Jack Button seriously. So, uh, so uh, to, to replace Petr Cech, who's who's definitely past his prime. Um, but so, so those two will definitely be in. But now on to the uh, the two maybes. Uh, much discussion in the press, obviously, uh, about Joe Hart. Um, is he good enough anymore? Uh, what's what's what you know? What what are the problems he's having? Is it an attitude thing, um, or has he just completely lost it? Um, we tend seem to have noticed over the last few years, particularly if it started really at the Euros, um, that it seems that Hart has a real problem going down to his left hand side, and he's lost a bit of a uh, bit of agility. Obviously, his, his footwork, which has always been in question slightly, um, is now coming under under real scrutiny. Um, so. You know, it's it's it's, good. it's a difficult one for Southgate to leave him out. The, the sort of pro for him is that is his, is his experience um, and his knowledge. The fact that he's a winner. I mean, obviously not at international level, but, but at club level, he's been uh, he's you know he's won two Premier League titles and copious trophies with uh, with Manchester City. So uh, so he's, he's he's definitely one that, that that could be on the plane. I mean, Nick Pope has had an outstanding season for Burnley. Fantastic. Burnley have overachieved massively. Um, he's got a 76% uh, shot-stopping ratio, um, so that's, I mean, that, uh, that's that's top class. That's the best out of out of all all four keepers that are on the list. Um, the one thing with with Pope, though, I mean, he's he's only 23. I mean, you could argue, yeah, Pickford's only 23 as well, but at least he's had a few seasons of uh, 
of, of proper first team football and, and, and two seasons in the Premier League. Um, and we know with Pickford as well that he hasn't let that thirty million pound price tag. Um, he hasn't let the pr- pr- pressure of that uh, cr- crumble him in any way. Um, Nick Pope, on the other hand, came in for, for an injured Tom Heaton, who sadly, I mean, Heaton probably could be going to this World Cup. But Pope's come in, he's done a fantastic job. Um, the only thing with him is he's, he's never been in a pressure situation. OK, you know, I suppose the argument is the third goalkeeper's taken not really to do anything anyway. But, uh, you know, you never know. I mean, a third, third keeper, keeper could be called into, called into action. I think it's only happened four times in the history of the World Cup that a third, the third choice keeper has needed to be used. Um, but, uh, but Nick Pope, he's, he came into Burnley, no pressure on his shoulders, performed fantastically well. I think a lot of people will say he's unlucky if he doesn't go to the World Cup because, you know, you should pick on form, really. That's always the argument. Um, but for me... Uh, I think that Gareth Southgate in particular, and, and I, I have to say I, I do tend to agree with him, um, I think Joe Hart is probably the, the best third choice uh, goalkeeper to take just because of his knowledge, his winning mentality um, and his experience at major tournaments um, as well. So um, I think the three goalkeepers that go then um, are Pickford, Butland and Hart. Um, on to the, the defence. Um, now this is a this is a, a sort of tricky one because you've got you, you've got some utility players in the squad um, that can really uh, really come in and do a job defensively um, in the midfield or even as, as wing backs and stuff that, that people could, could potentially be in the squad. Um, so <clears throat> the people that I think are the guys that I think are, are, could be on their way: are Trippier, Walker, Rose, um, Maguire, Jones, Stones. Um, I think Ashley Young as well um, has been fantastic at left back, left wing back for Manchester United. Um, I think he could he could be in there. The, you know the, the people up for discussion: Ryan Bertrand at Southampton, uh, Smalling, Cahill, Tarkovsky, uh, Jamal Lachelle's as well has come up quite a lot um, in in the press and in a lot of conversations I've had with people um, in and around my my sort of local area. So uh, Jamal Lachelle's comes up, um, and then you've got Eric Dyer as well, who who. Really, I'm not going to put in the defensive conversation, um, but I did want to mention him because um, he's, I mean, in my mind, he'll go as a midfielder, but he obviously can play um, at centre-half as well. Uh, I think the people that are nailed on to go, uh, Trippier, Walker, Rose, Maguire, Jones, Stones and Young. Um, and then I think it's from Smalling, Cahill, Tarkovsky uh, and Bertrand, really. I don't think Lachelle's, um is really in with, with too much of a shout, but again, just wanted to mention him because his name has come up. Um, now, when it comes to, to Smalling, uh, Cahill and Tarkovsky, obviously they're all going for that one place. And as I said, Dyer can play in that, in that position as well. So I think he will only take, uh, he'll probably take the four centre-backs and then Dyer as a midfielder. Um, for me, uh, I think it's time to sort of say, you know, let, let, let Gary Cahill go a little bit. Um, I don't think he's necessarily... It's not that he hasn't got it anymore, but he's not really playing the uh, the, the sort of first-team football that he should be playing um, at this time to really warrant um, him getting in the squad, and particularly at sort of 32, 33 years of age. Um, he's not he's not like a John Terry, for example, who was a who was a first teamer from from day dot to to, the, to his middle thirties, and is now you know as we know doing quite well at Aston Villa in the Championship and could potentially be playing Premier League football again next year at the age of thirty seven. 
Um, I just think it, I, I just think this one's past Gary Cahill by a bit. So um, for me, Gary Cahill doesn't go. Uh, James Tarkovsky, um, obviously, it, it's a tough one because again, like Nick Pope, fantastic year at Burnley. Uh, Burnley have, have massively overachieved, and Sean Dice has done an amazing job. Um, now Tarkovsky made his England debut um, against Italy uh, in the one-all draw there against the Italians, um, and uh, obviously he, he he did okay. He played quite well, um, but you know he gave away the penalty. Maybe the pace was was a little bit much for him. I don't know whether he he really managed to make that step up with with real greater plan. Um, to the to the international stage, so there is definitely a question mark over Tarkovsky for me, um, and and also has he has he got the right that sort of the right mentality to to do it for for the England side? I mean, this is my name is this is not an England side that anybody's expecting to win the World Cup. No no chance at all. I think we're building a squad here that's good enough to get to the quarterfinals, um, and then maybe come up against one of the big boys and and uh, and. You know, maybe maybe nick a result. Hopefully, that's what we're all hoping. But I think realistically, uh, the quarterfinals is is as far as we can go. Um, so, so you know, I'm not saying that Tarkovsky because he's sort of he's, he's at Burnley and he's got that sort of maybe small club mentality. He's not quite big enough for England. That's not what I'm saying. I just I just don't know whether whether mentally he could take quite the, the same amount of pressure in, in a similar way to, to what I said about Nick Pope earlier on. Um, Next on the list, uh, Chris Smalling, uh, experienced defender uh, for England and for Manchester United. He's been at Manchester United a lot of years. Um, Gareth Southgate has had his reservations about Smalling in the past. Um, he does. He has said in the press that he doesn't feel that Smalling's good enough in the ball to to, to play in play within his system. Um, I must say I have to disagree there with Gareth Southgate. Chris Morgan's by no means the best defender on the ball. Um, Maguire's better than him. John Stones is probably our best on the ball. He's got the best passing accuracy um, of any of the defenders on this list. Um, but I mean, Smalling, you know, is, is by no means a slouch. You're not you're not at Manchester United for as long as he is um, without without being a good footballer, without being able to play the ball out from the back. Um, you know, particularly under under Fergie. So. So I I, I I have to disagree with that um, as far as uh, Southgate's concerned on that point. Um, I do think he, he struggles with concentration, uh, Chris Smalling. I do think that, that occasionally he's found wanting because he's not, he's not necessarily um, uh, got the right concentration and got, maybe got the right mindset um, to, in certain situations. Um, but I do think he's a lot better on the ball than Southgate gives him credit for. Um, and lastly, Ryan Bertrand. Now, uh, obviously, as you may have noticed, you know I've got Trickier, I've got Walker, I've got Rose, and I've got Ashley Young, um, all who all can play, you know, right back, left back, wing back. You know, that's they, fine. So I mean, Bertrand sort of being on the list is a bit of a moot point. But I did want to mention him because he has been in a lot of a lot of the England squads. He has played for England quite a few times, um, and Southgate does tend to be quite loyal um, to, to certain players. Um, I don't think Bertram will go to the World Cup, uh, but by no means has he been the worst performer for Southampton this year. They've had a had a horrific season, um, and I do think that Bertram has been been one of their stronger guys, and, and, and mentally he looks like he's he's really got it got it together. So, um, so unfortunately, I don't think he'll be going um, because just purely because I think Trippier, Walker, um, Rose, and um, and Young will go. Um, 
maybe it's a little bit unfair that Rose is going, given the, the minimum amount of football he's he's played. Um, but I just think he is slightly better than Bertrand um, up and down the flank, a bit quicker, slightly better at defending, um, and 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 probably slightly better going forward as well, but slightly better in product. So um, so I don't think Bertrand will go. But it's a shame for him. But I just wanted to give him a, give him a, a, a good mention uh, as well. Um, the person that I would take this is this is me doing my opinion bit and not uh, not necessarily a prediction, but the, the the person I would the person I would take uh, would be Chris Smalling. So um, I would have a defence uh, defensive. Uh, part of the squad would be Trippier, Walker, Rose, Maguire, Jones, Stones, Young um, and Smalling as well. Um, so, you know, special mentions to people like Jamal Lascelles, James Tarkovsky, um, Ryan Bertrand. Uh, but but those are the uh, those are the eight, eight defenders I'm going for. Uh, now we move on to the midfield. Um, I'd say the midfield is, is the, the toughest of the lot, really. Um, because we've had a few injuries, you know, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain um, has gone down, he's out for the whole thing, um, you know, and, and people like Danny Danny Drinkwater hasn't pushed on in the last couple of years, he's gone to Chelsea, he's hardly played, um, so I just think, I, I just think it's tough, I do, I just think that the, the, the depth in that position isn't the best. Uh, the guys that I think would definitely be going um, in the midfield, are Dyer, Henderson, Ali, um, and I think you take Lingard as one of the midfielders as well, um, as an attacking midfielder. Uh, so four at the moment. I mean, that's not that's not a, a great amount. The guys that that are up for discussion: Jack Wilshere, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, John Joe Shelby, Adam Lallana, Jake Livermore, um, and somebody that is he's, he's definitely not going to go, but I think he deserves a special mention because he's a, he's, he's a a good player who has never really been given the credit, and that's Mark Noble. Um, so let's let's just go through it, and um, and and we'll see see where we get. So Dyer and Henderson definitely going, and Dyer can go as that as that um, secondary uh, centre back as well. So that's great, great strength in depth. Um, Henderson, as you might notice over the you know the the coming weeks and months uh, that I keep doing this podcast, um, I'm not Henderson's biggest fan. Uh, but because of because of the lack of of, of strength in depth, um, and again as you know the aforementioned uh, loyalty from Gareth Southgate to certain players, Henderson will go. Uh, Deli Ali has to go. Uh, you know people say he's, he's he's not had a great season, but you know he's still uh, he's still playing every game for a team that that finished third in the Premier League. Um, he's still creating a lot of chances. He's, he's scored quite a few goals. He's got quite a few assists. So um, I, I I don't see why he wouldn't go. Um, and Jesse Lingard has come on leaps and bounds this year as well. So uh, Jesse Lingard has to go as well for me, just purely because uh, I just think he's he's one of our, our strongest players, and particularly um, you know if you need someone for an impact off the bench, or you need someone to start a game with high energy. Um, Jesse Lingard is is that is that young man. Um, now the rest of it. Uh, so that's four so far um, from a position 
that you'd say you'd need to take eight, really. So I'd say I've got, got to think of another four here. Um, Jack Wilshere's a big one, yes or no. Um, Jack Wilshere's a tough one. Um, do you want somebody that could potentially get you know, injured in the first minute of the first group game just by walking around the pitch? Um, and then he's out for the rest of the tournament. Um, but then, you know, can you not take it from the most creative deep-lying midfielder? He's definitely actually our most creative deep-lying midfielder. Um, and I think, for me, because of the lack of, of, of depth, as I've said in this position at the moment, because of injuries to certain players, um, I do think Wilshere has to go to the World Cup. Um, Um, so yeah, so Wilshire definitely has to go for me. Uh, Loftus Cheek, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, I think, has had a fantastic season at Crystal Palace. He's been a big part, um, and, and maybe a bit of, a, of an unsung hero in the sort of resurgence of, of Wilfred Zahar um, in recent weeks. And he's he's definitely been one of their stronger performers throughout the season, even when things haven't been going so well. Um, he's sort of been been trying to help him dragging the team through um, and, and a lot of their, their bad patches have coincided with uh, with him being injured and not necessarily being in the side as well um, so for me again Loftus Cheek goes um, now you're looking at three more no two more sorry two more positions in the squad and it goes for me. It comes down to John Joe Shelby, Adam Lalana, and Jake Livermore. Um, we're going to forget Mark Noble now. Uh, just think he deserved a special mention because it's a bit ridiculous that, uh, that a player who's been that consistent, a performer in the Premier League uh, for most of his career, hasn't even got a look in um, or even a call up to the England team. Um, so Shelby, Lalana, and Livermore. I think Shelby's going to miss out. Um, I think Lana will go, but I think it's it, despite the fact he's he's been a bit injury prone this year. I think Lana will go because he can come on and change games, and and you know everybody knows that he loves a Cruyff turn, and he, he seems to be able to fall defences with it every single time he does it. Um, Shelby and Livermore, it's between, and, and as I said before, Gareth Southgate is a very very loyal manager. Um, Livermore's been a lot of his squads. Shelby hasn't. Um, so I'm going to say Livermore. So in the midfield, in my opinion, it wouldn't be Livermore. But I think if I'm if I'm trying to predict Southgate's squad as close as I can, then it would be Dyer, Henderson, Wilshere, Loftus-Cheek, Lalana, Deli Ali, Jesse Lingard and Jake Livermore. Um, so there you go. So far we have got... Before we get onto the strikers, I think the strikers are fairly easy, fairly self-explanatory. Um, so, four places left. So, so far we've got 19 players, 23 places in a squad. Um, and there may be a few you might be sitting at home screaming, thinking, why hasn't he picked this guy, why hasn't he picked that guy? So, 
let's just see uh, let's just see how we get on in terms of the strikers. Um, so forwards guaranteed nailed on Harry Kane. Obviously, thirty Premier League goals. Um, first, first Englishman to get thirty Premier League goals in a in a single season since uh, Kevin Phillips in in two thousand, I believe. So, uh, so you know Harry Kane improving year on year, getting that consistency. I mean, if, if you get thirty goals any other year, you've got the golden boot. Very unlucky that that Mohamed Salah decided to have the season of his life and. Uh, and has really come on leaps and bounds since his days at Chelsea. And to get 32 goals to break that record of, in the 38-game season is unbelievable. Um, and I do think Harry Kane, if anyone's going to do it, he could be the man that could break that uh, Mohamed Salah's uh, record now. So um, I think if he do, if he doesn't have that month of injury, um, sort of in March March to April, uh, I think Harry Kane maybe finishes the season with 33, 34 goals. So... Um, Harry Kane definitely goes for me. Uh, second one, Jamie Vardy. I think Vardy has to go. He's just, since that title-winning campaign uh, for Leicester, that shock title-winning campaign, um, Jamie Vardy's been unbelievable. Uh, he's been fantastic for them. Even when they've struggled, he's scored goals. When they've been doing well, he's scored goals. Um, and once again, you know, I think 23 goals in all competitions this season for, for Jamie Vardy. He's once again proved that uh, that he's definitely he's he's second only to Harry Kane in terms of in terms of England's uh, best centre forwards. Um, the third one again, I think he's nailed on because um, just again purely due to a, a lack of strength and depth, depth and a lack of game time for for a lot of other players uh, is Marcus Rashford. Um, you know, he's he's not been starting a lot for Manchester United, but he's been coming on and making impact, and, and, and I can see that being his only avenue for England at the moment. I don't see him being a starter, um, as we'll, you know, we'll get on to the, uh, my start at 11, who I think Gareth will go for. Um, but again, great, brilliant young player, 20 years old, taking to the tournament in four years' time, and in eight years' time, he's going to be 24, 28, really in his prime, um, and he's going to be used to tournament football, and it's going to be fantastic. So uh, Marcus Rashford definitely goes. And then my final forward, I think you can probably guess, had an outstanding season um, for Manchester City. Uh, I think he got 18 league goals in the end, 17, 18 league goals, um, and quite a few assists, and that's Raheem Sterling. Um, I mean, just what a season. Um, I think if you've got him and Kane and Vardy and Rashford, um, particularly Vardy, Rashford and Sterling, so much pace there uh, that it's, it, it could potentially be hard to handle for for a lot of defences. Um, two to consider. I mean, I think they're the four we're taking. I don't I don't see anyone else getting in and, and um, really spoiling that party. Um, maybe you could put Sterling in as a midfielder instead of Livermore, and and bring one of these two. But the, it's um, Danny Welbeck, um, and somebody I think is always worth a mention. That's Andy Carroll. Um, I've had so many conversations uh, about about Andy Carroll. But so if we do Welbeck first, and Welbeck's got a fantastic record for England. Um, he's been brilliant for us. He's been our top scorer in some qualification campaigns. Um, Particularly under Roy Hodgson, um, so 
but he's he's had two massive, massive long-term injuries that have kept him out really over the last couple of years. He's hardly played for England. Um, so you'll feel unlucky to miss out, feel a bit aggrieved to miss out, but I just I don't think he's done enough this season to warrant his place in the squad. Um, and I think you can say the same about Andy Carroll. He hasn't done enough this season to warrant his place in the squad. Um, he's been injured a lot. He was playing well, was scoring goals, got injured uh, for a few months, came back, played five minutes against Stoke and scored a goal and just caused absolute havoc. And I think that's what he brings. And that's why he, can, he could play 10 games a season, 15 games a season. But he's always in the conversation because he's such a good plan B and he's such a good alternative. Um, he's, you know, arguably probably the best, particularly striker in the air, um, in the world, I'd say. I don't think anybody attacks a ball like him. Um, I think, you know, there's an argument for Diego Costa. There's an argument for Olivier Giroud. Um, but I just I think defences find him nigh on impossible to deal with a lot of the time. Um, even the you know b the biggest centre halves find him very very difficult to deal with. And he's not too bad on the floor. He's not he hasn't got the footwork of of an Olivier Giroud or somebody like that, or or uh, the ability with his feet as a same as, as Diego Costa. Um, but I just think he you know ten minutes to go against Germany. It's one, we're one nil down. You bring on Eddie Carroll, you get a sense of hope, you know, um, and and you can just you, you you like to think that he'll be able to deal with those centre halves like your Mustafis um, and uh, and your like, and your Hummels and people like that. I don't think the Max Hummels has really come up against somebody like Andy Carroll before, um, but the four forwards definitely taken. Carroll's not going, Welbeck's not going, um, so it will be Kane, Vardy, Rashford, um, and Sterling. Uh, So, I think personally, this this my squad now. I think this is this is the squad Southgate will go with. Um, so, if we just go through it one last time, and then we'll go through the first eleven that I think he'll pick against Tunisia. Um, so, I think you're looking at Pickford, Butland, Hart as go for goalkeepers. I think in defence, Trippier, Walker, Rose, Maguire, Jones, Stones, Young, and Smalling. Um, midfield, I think you're going for Eric Dyer, who don't forget can also cover as a centre back. Henderson, Wilshire, Loftus Cheek, Lalana, Deli Alley, Jesse Lingard, and Jake Livermore. Um, and then your forward line of Kane, Vardy, Rashford, and Sterling. Um, decent squad, I think a squad that's good enough to get us to that to that quarterfinals, which really should be our aim. Um, any further than that, if if Kane turns up, I mean, there's no reason why. He and Sterling can't somehow steer us into a semi-final, even if we do come up against one of the big guns. I mean, we have, I know like, you can't take too much from friendlies, but, you know, we drew nil-nil with Germany, we drew nil-nil with Brazil, we kept them out, we had our chances to win those games. Uh, we beat the, we beat a rejuvenated Dutch side, um, and yeah, we drew one all with Italy, and we were unlucky to draw with the, the Italians. I know they've not made it to the World Cup either, but again, they're fairly rejuvenated, some, some new good young players in there. Um, and we deserve to win that game. Uh, we just needed to, to put our chances away. Um, now, in terms of the game against Tunisia, July the 18th, 7pm uh, kickoff. Um, so, good for us, lot, because it means uh, it means we will get to watch it uh, nice and live uh, from, uh, from, I think it's in Volingrad um, in, in Russia. Now, 
as I said earlier, I think uh, the number one for me um, will be Jordan Pickford because, as I said, um, he's had a fantastic season. Hasn't let the, the price tag uh, really let him down um, this season at all. £30 million pounds, um, is a lot of money for a goalkeeper, but I do think Jordan Pickford's taken it all in a stride and I see him doing that. Um, I definitely see him doing that in the... In, in the World Cup in the opening group game so uh, um, defence I think he'll go with the three at the back with two wing backs um, so I think the I think the three centre backs will be uh, left centre back will be Maguire uh, the central centre back uh, will be John Stones and I think at right centre back he'll go with Kyle Walker um, so the reason I think that is because he did that against Germany um, and no, sorry, he did it against Holland and he did it against Italy. Um, it worked really, really well. And having that extra bit of bit of bit of pace at centre half as well doesn't hurt anyone. And having that little bit uh, more of an ability for somebody to to move out from centre back and go forward, uh, like Maguire does as well, um, I think is a is a real plus. And to to help out Trippier, if he can get up with Trippier, we know that Walker can put a decent ball in. Or we know he can take somebody on, overlap Trippier, and Trippier can drop back in. Um, so I, I just think it adds an extra dimension. Um, as I've probably made clear already, uh, Kieran Trippier would be right wing back, um, and my my left wing back would be Danny Rose. Um, I think that's what Southgate will go for. Um, yeah, I think Trippier has been fantastic this year. I don't think there's any argument um, as to why he should be the right wing back, um, unless you want to, you know, you want to play somebody else at centre back. And put Kyle Walker there. That's fine, um, but I think this is what Southgate will go. And I think Rose, because Rose has got that experience. He's been to major tournaments with England. Um, yes, they've been failures, but that's that's not really been his fault. He hasn't played for Spurs as much this year. I mean, Ben Davis has had a fantastic year, but I don't think it's really down to Ben Davis's form. I think it's more down to the fact that that Danny Rose made it clear made clear overtures that he, he wanted to leave for uh, for Manchester United. And Pochettino didn't like it. Um, so I think that's what we'll start with defensively. I think our two, if we've got two holding midfielders and attacking midfielder and the two strikers, I think the two holding midfielders will be Eric Dyer and Jordan Henderson. Again, as I've said before, I'm not a massive fan of Henderson, um, but, I, but Gareth Southgate definitely likes him. And as I've said already, Gareth Southgate is one to be particularly loyal. Um, to, to players, to, to, to his players. So I think it will be Dyron Henderson to hold. No real flair there, but just good old-fashioned defensive midfielders who, who will do their job and run a lot for you. Um, but in Henderson's case particularly, and in Dyer's case actually, they'll always be looking to go sideways and backwards. Um, attacking midfield, Deli Alley. Um, you could make an argument for Jesse Lingard. Uh, I just think if you're going to have somebody coming off the bench to make an impact, Jesse Lingard's more that player. He's got a bit more pace about him, a bit more guile in terms of taking people on. Um, Deli Ali does create a lot. He gets himself in the right positions to score goals on a more regular basis. Um, so I just and I, I just feel that's what Southgate will go with. Although he he, he didn't get on um, in the game against Italy. He did come on in the game against Holland but didn't start as well. So that's definitely the biggest question mark for me. Um, so I suppose in my opinion I'd go for Ali over Lingard um, and I think that's what Southgate will go with but as I say he's loyal and, he, and Lingard did play well for him the last couple of games so 
Um, it could very well be Lingard there. Um, up front, obviously, I think the most obvious one is Kane. Uh, Harry Kane, as I've said already, fantastic goal scorer. 30 goals this year in the league, which any other year would have got him the golden boot. So, very unlucky in that respect not to win it three in a row. Um, but he simply has to start. He didn't turn up for us at the at the Euros, sadly, but I somehow don't think Gareth Southgate will have him taking corners um, and free kicks either. So, um, Harry Kane and then the other striking berth, Raheem Sterling, he has to play. Um, and I think his pace really, really will scare defences. Um, and, I mean, it's a game that you can't really... You can't really uh, see us losing. You can't look past England. Um, and I think a big part of that will be Raheem Sterling and his ability to get in behind defences, uh, run at players, create chances for Kane. Um, I mean, Kane, Kane really only needs one or two chances and he'll get you a goal. But um, I could see this being a, being a decent win for England. And um, yeah, decent win, three nil maybe, three one. Um, if we get a bit of jitters at the start, um, but yeah. So my first eleven: Pickford in goal, Walker, Stones, Maguire as your centre backs, Trippier, right wing back, Rose left wing back, Dyer, Henderson, holding midfield, Ali attacking midfield, Kane and Sterling up front. Um, now, thank you for for listening. Uh, to to the first ever Goldmouth Scramble podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I know it's just been me on my own and it's probably been pretty tough going in places. This is my first attempt to so do bear with me. Um, but but yeah, I mean, give me some comments. Please do listen, um, and, I, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, and I'll, I'll get a few guests um, as it goes on. Uh, get them in to talk about you know football in general, um, but I just wanted to put one out almost a bit of a test really about the England squad, um, just to just to see how it goes and, and, and see what you guys think. So uh, so yeah, thank you very much and uh, and I'll, I'll speak to you soon.